The new year just got even better with Alive. Keep your number, switch your network, and you can get great deals on great phones for the entire month, like the Alcatel 5085 for $49, the iPhone 8 for $599, or the Samsung Galaxy Note 8 for $649. Remember, you have to make the switch to take advantage of these deals. Promotion good at all Alive stores throughout the country until January 31st or while supplies last. Terms and conditions apply. Alive. Believe in best. It's been a long layoff. Yeah. Very long layoff combined like, with all of the holidays. Yeah, it's probably been like two months. Yeah. Like, it's been so long. We have a new host, apparently. This is like introducing non-vital access to the podcast. I mean, it, it, you should probably take time and introduce that character. I mean, after the year in review I know, for right? YS, it's Yeah, if, if you don't catch that joke, just go and listen to the to the 8 Years Junior 2017 recap part from earlier this week or last week. Well, welcome to Off the Turnbuckle. We're back in the saddle, ready for a new season, yep. as you would call it. The wrestling calendar had flipped over at the end of December. Now we're moving into a new season with uh, Royal Rumble coming mm-hmm. up in a few weeks. Then we go into Overdrive with Mania. WrestleMania. Yep. And no worry, we haven't fired Javon. He's just he's just otherwise tied up today. Hey, we we couldn't miss another week. We but had yeah, to. We, we, we couldn't we couldn't put it off any longer. Um. Yeah. I mean, this is now. This is. The Royal Rumble essentially is almost like I guess it's not January isn't really the start of the season. It's almost like January is the start of the postseason because it's like now you get no that's even, that's a better way to put you're it. You're getting into okay, who are the top guys? Who are the people that are going to be fighting in the big spots at Mania? And between the Rumble and the two months in between the Rumble and Mania is where you get to see essentially the playoff seeds kind of weed themselves out, and you end up with okay. These guys who are fighting over the main titles or it, it normally would be who's fighting Undertaker. Those types of matches tend to tell you, okay, these are the alpha males in wrestling for the next year or two based on that. So it's almost like we're getting into postseason time in in, in um, wrestling. Because I think in a lot of ways, WrestleMania is the culmination of you know WWE's calendar. So like we roll over January, but I think for them it's almost like WrestleMania, you get the reset yeah. and you get starting afresh. Yeah, because right after WrestleMania is truly the start of a new season in WWE calendar. Yeah, but. and especially if they if they're gonna if they're gonna be consistent with what they did last year and do a roster shakeup in terms of moving people around, brands calling guys and girls up from NXT, then yeah, that really does fit into the idea of WrestleMania being their Super Bowl and then the off season or the the new season starting immediately. Yeah. So, I mean, the last major pay-per-view we had with both brands was Survivor Series. And mm-hmm. like you said, we're shifting focus to the Royal Rumble. During this time of year, the biggest question is the call-ups. Yep. The, the, when I say the call-ups, I mean the persons are actually participating in the Royal Rumble match itself. Mm-hmm. But WWE threw a, somewhat of a wrench in it 
we have this mixed tag challenge coming up. Mm-hmm. There's that's, a lot going on in WWE right now. Yeah, so they they announced the Women's Royal Rumble for the first time ever, which I think we might have predicted at some point in the last calendar year. Um, just like we predicted Women's Money in the Bank as well, actually. But yeah, um, there's Very that. Forward thinking on this show. There's Very the there's thinking. the mixed tag. Yeah, we we try to be on top of things. There's the um there's the mixed tag thing that they're doing on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's that where they've already done a lot of interesting things. I like that they're keeping most of the married people together. So Lana and Rusev is a team. Naomi and whichever Uso she's married to is a team. Is it Jay um, or Jimmy? I always forget. I don't know which. I think it's which. Jimmy. I, I think it's Jimmy. I, she's I, married to Jimmy. As far as I'm concerned, she could be married to both. Like I really don't know. I don't know. You, I don't, is the other one even married? Like I actually no, don't I think know. He, I, I think he's married away from wrestling. Oh, but. Okay, yeah, I ain't gonna ask. Um, <laughs> that's that, that's real life. That's There's not a lot true. of marriages that last. That if it's not but both I think, people in like wrestling, fans. I think she's one of those wives that's always on, on the road okay, with them. So, yeah, see, so, so that's different. They keep the entire family together. Yeah, see, that's different. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at Bray. I mean, Jojo is a beautiful woman. I was my trying God. to sip my coffee, but I know it was. <laughs> I just knew it was coming. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So there's there's a lot going on. Like I said, I think that even just the intro they did of um, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman being a tag team partner. The really little, good, by the way. The little video that they did was re- like it was really funny. It's the it's the whole cute thing of the biggest guy on the roster and essentially the smallest girl on the roster. So it's like it's it's really I think. They're allowing themselves to be silly and fun and very free reign in it's, that. And I think it's necessary as a counterpoint to how serious this season is going to be otherwise because obviously it's WrestleMania season. Like see, so everything else is be like, everything is so important. This is a WrestleMania caliber match. And then you got this kind of fun thing happening on and, the side. And this is why I have to give WWE credit because... For the first time in a long time, they're not taking themselves too seriously. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if the thought process. They're going to take it. themselves seriously for the for the Rumble and for the WrestleMania. And they're build, doing a good job keeping this off. But of they're doing television. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it strictly social media, strictly yes. Facebook, mm-hmm. and they're doing a good job of that. So for Agreed. the for the persons that just watch the week to week shows. Like it, it feels somewhat different. different. We, we rarely get it mentioned, and when we do, we don't get any ideas. Of no ma- and matches and right, and up. they're not, they're not, they're not overkilling it. Like a lot of times when WWE does stuff like for the first time or this new thing, it's like we get it drilled into our heads. So like when they were doing a cruiserweight, cruiserweight classic, everything like they kept pounding on it, like oh this is happening, this is happening. When they did the the May Young classic, it was the same thing. But like with this, I guess because again the idea is this is not supposed to be taken too seriously. They're kind of, it's all, like you said, it's all social media, it's all Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, that's where they're kind of promoting it and not as heavy-handed on the main shows, which I think is good because it allows it, but I think it makes sense because it allows it to kind of operate separate from any stories that are happening on the main roster, and if they ever get, if if they decide to, they can always take one of these stories from this mixed tag thing and and bring it it over to a main show if they feel the need to. Yeah, but that's, like I said, it's just one big thing that we're looking forward to on the way to the to Royal rest, Rumble yeah, and, and on the way to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But away from that, we have the week-to-week shows, the Raws, the SmackDowns, the NXT. Mm-hmm. Any major storylines you're following closely? I'm annoyed that even though Braun Strowman is in the main event at Royal Rumble against Brock for the title, I'm annoyed that Kane is involved. And essentially what that tells us as long-term wrestling fans is that Kane is there to take the pin. Braun is not going to win the title and we're going to have to deal with Brock going forward. I think right now the WrestleMania picture is very cloudy. I don't think there's a lot that they, they've not they've not um kind of shown their hand in any way shape or form thus far no, it, with it, with the WrestleMania the card setup which is, of this match 
prove to me that Vince McMahon is still at work here. He's yeah, still in I his, think in, I, in, in it his must shed, still be a work in progress. Together. Yeah, because I think there's a lot, and there's a lot of things floating around, right? So you have, and I guess we'll get to the Rumble because that's the next big thing. But you have Cena's in the Rumble. You have a lot of different like Knox in the Rumble, Nakamura's in the Rumble. Sorry, um, Orton's probably in the Rumble. Like all of these guys, so you're gonna have the regular big names. You're gonna have some guys that float up from NXT either just for one night only to be in the Rumble, or you know to make up the numbers, or you know as their actual call up. You may have a surprise entry like Jericho, which would actually be a legitimate surprise because he just fought in New Japan this weekend. Um, and he still clearly has another New yeah, Japan. he has another angle to work. Yeah, so there's another, clearly there's another match forthcoming for him as well. You might see Omega show up at the Rumble, potentially. So, like, there's all these things in play for the Rumble, right? So, I think everything is essentially on the table Yeah. in a lot of ways. People still floating around Rock Brock talk as a potential Mania match. So, like, there's so much in, in flux and yeah, in so motion, motion right now. I think... This is the first year, like, last year and the year before, you knew where it was going. You know it was Roman Brock when it was leading up to when Seth cashed in. You know it was, um, who was it? It was Roman and Undertaker last year. You know that's where we were going from yeah. even before the Rumble. You know so Seth, like, Triple H. You, right. you knew so you knew everything that was kind of coming together. You knew what the big matches were probably even before the Rumble happened. Yeah. It was just a matter of fitting in The only thing we needed title. to decide at the Rumble was the was fighting for the title. title. Yeah, yeah. That, that was and that about was it. it. Yeah. And so this time around, it's like, what the hell is happening? I, which, which is equally so, fun and exciting because it's like you don't know, but then it's also scary because then it's like and literally anything can happen and that's that's as as I'm, exciting and as scary as it can be because I'm wwe kid wwe's credit i think what they did so often in the last few years is they pigeonhole they, they pigeon told themselves to mm-hmm. particular feuds because a lot of times by survivor series they already have penciled in what the wrestlemania matches are and then they try to force feed that story so this is my issue with braun right in any other circumstance, this should be Braun's WrestleMania. It should. This should be his crowning, winning the title. This should be it. And the, the and the, and you know why it's not going to be it? Because they put him in a triple threat match with Brock. Which means he's not going to be in the Rumble. Because if you put him in the Rumble, he has to win. At at this stage, given what Braun has done... I mean, but it's, it's like two ways you can play this, though. You don't have to put Brock in the Rumble. Braun? I... My apologies. No Braun, problem. You don't have to put Braun in the Rumble. You could have Braun actually beat Rock at the Rumble for the title. He's not going to win. We all know he's not going to win. There is a possibility that he could. Though. I understand the whole wrestling logic that because Kane is in the match, he's Kane there to take the, the fall. Yeah, we all understand it. But at the same time, yes, if, you, if, you're thinking, if you're thinking... But here's my issue with that. It makes... It, I The only way this works as a legitimate push for Braun further is if he pins Brock off of his own offensive move. So it can't be that, oh, Kane Tombstones. Yeah, it can't be fluky. It can't be that Kane Tombstones, Brock, Braun throws Kane out of the ring and then pins him. It has to be something where he, and I don't know, that they're clearly not prepared to do that because they put Kane in the match. No, but they could do the same thing that they did uh, when uh, Brock... The four-way? Um, yeah, the four-way. But they then, had Brock out but the then that means you're turning it into a one-on-one match between Braun and Kane, which is not he, believable at this point because Braun is a freaking monster. Which is true. Like, so Kane does not him, belong in his league at this point. We could have him completely decimate Kane. 
And we have Brock, Brock return, and they have like a another a five to ten minute one stretch one. where they have a one on one, and Fair. Brock completely, I Fair. mean, Brock completely crushes him. My thing is this: Braun Strowman deserves the universal title, and he deserves to win it as quickly as possible and hold it for as long as possible. And it has to be clean. And it has to be clean. Let's just add that fact. The initial win has to be clean. Yeah. Especially because it seems like, for all intents and purposes, he's a face now. And that's so weird. That's what makes it like, so and weird. And he's still acting as a monster, monster and a monster heel. But he is clearly a face. Because I mean, this is an issue with WWE all the way around. And we need to have a conversation about face heel dynamics. But none of Because Joe has the same problem. Owens and Sami Zayn have the same problem. This, this problem is rampant throughout WWE, especially on the main roster right now. The whole idea of cool heels or whatever. But it's like, Braun Strowman is a face in every way except the way they have him positioned and aligned. I'm, I'm just going to point it out for clarification's sake. The reason that this whole heel hero thing works is because of... Writing? No, Roman Reigns. Because people hate Roman Reigns so much, any heel you put up against him automatically becomes be a face. face. Yeah. That is what happened with Braun Strowman. But that is just, what happened with Joe. People also just like Joe, though. Understand that's, that's true. that that was more accurate with Braun because Braun was legitimately positioned as a heel, and like Joe was too. But for anybody, any long term wrestling fan was familiar with Joe's work on some level. Any hardcore wrestling fan was familiar with Joe's work, and they just happy to see him in WWE yeah. and see him in a prominent position. So he was going to get he was going to get chairs regardless. TNA brought us AJ Styles. I and love, but I, as I say, this this and there's there's a lot of little things like we sometimes we like to complain, but there's a lot of little things that they are doing well, like having Joe make comments towards Angle that kind of speaks back to their feud and matches in TNA, while not at all mentioning TNA, TNA. but yeah. like they're they're giving smart fans those little nuggets and those little easter eggs to be like look we know that y'all know and we want y'all to know that we know so y'all can understand and enjoy this moment right now when Samoa Joe says yeah remember Kurt like little things like that it's just it's it's such there's there's such good work being done in some of the smaller details but they basically threw away the championships last year I mean, to an extent, they look like they plan to do the exact same thing this year. Well, AJ has the title now. Uh, and hopefully we're getting AJ versus Nakamura at WrestleMania. Well, hopefully. that means Nakamura will have to win the Rumble. Uh, yeah, okay. 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 If Braun's not going to be in there... Because if, if, especially if, the, if that match happens before the Rumble, the, the title match, they're probably going to end up doing a post-match thing where they come up with a... Re- I don't think Braun is going to be in the Rumble. I don't see it happen. It's 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 going to be completely and confusing if you have Nakamura come out of nowhere win the Royal Rumble. Look at his trajectory not. over the last two months. They've done that though. Who? They've done that. They've done this thing of knocking guys down a peg so that when they win the Rumble, it seems like a out of left field. Randy Orton won last year. What was he? Was Literally out. Of, but no, it was out for lack of a better word. No pun intended. It was out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Nobody expected Randy Orton to win that Rumble. We saw it the in the smart rumors. Fans didn't expect him to win the Rumble. But, they, like, but there this, was nothing in the story that made it seem like he was going to win it either. True. I guess I've been so disappointed I mean, with what they did with Knock that I just can't see it. I can't see him win the that, Rumble. But that may be the point. Mm. See, because here's the thing smart fans aren't going to care. If Knock wins the Rumble, we're going to put aside all storytelling logic that said that this didn't make sense based on how they treated him in the last two months, and we're going to be happy as hell that we get Nakamura versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. For the record, everybody listening to the show, 
the dynamic we have here off the turnbuckle is Alexis is here to completely ruin the dreams and hopes <laughs> of me and Javon every time we come up with a really good idea. He's here to be like, nah, WWE ain't gonna give. It just ain't gonna happen. This is the one time. Yeah. This is the one time I'm actually on the band. I'm just, I'm that. That's my, however they get there. We need to get AJ versus Nakamura at 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 Mania. We have to. Yeah, but then you still need Cena to win a title because that's still in the background. Cena doesn't have more. He could do it. At, he could do it at SummerSlam. <sighs> this WrestleMania, John yeah. Cena needs I mean, this moment. Yeah, do it against Brock. I know, so here's the thing. Here's the one thing I'll mention, right? And this is why I feel like we are going to get Cena versus Brock. It's unbelievable if we get that though. I mean, because Benny, Benny posted on, yeah, which is why it makes sense because Cena would be the definitive underdog by a mile. By a mile, because right. Super X City was born, I think, at their last singles match. So yeah, understand it. It makes, it, but this is why it makes sense because you get to you get to put him against Heyman in a WrestleMania build. You get Cena versus Heyman on the mic. You get the tease of Cena versus Brock in. Little, you know, skirmishes here and there to pull apart, brawl, the whole nine yards, right? So, not just that, you get to sell that as your spectacle. Cena going for the 17th championship against what they can pit as I one mean, of the most dominant me. champions. Don't, you, don't confuse me. It gives him a first, uh, his first and maybe only run with the universal title. Like, it makes sense. I know, I know the WWE is trying to move towards the New Japan thing where they have co-main events. And mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if they have a card with AJ Styles versus not. Co-main event with John Cena versus Brock. That shit is gonna sell out. Of course, it's no way about. It's of no course. way around that. I mean, so, WrestleMania essentially sells out anyway. But I, I think that no, may be a that, no. That's gonna sell-out. push it all away. Like, over that's the gonna top. be. They're not gonna have because, anything blocked off. That's gonna be a full arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think to me, no. The, what I was gonna say was when he posted the tweet saying that he was taking part in the Rumble, he put hashtag Raw. So right now the whole idea is he's a free agent, right? Which means that essentially he could wrestle for either brand, yeah. right? But in his announcement, he pushed hashtag Raw. So to me, that means if he wins, he's going after Brock. Because I think all in all, the AJ Styles feud, like he beat AJ the last time they fought one-on-one. And then... I'm trying to remember. Yeah, he beat him at the Rumble last year. And then there was the there was the Elimination Chamber where Bray won. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, the rematch yeah. was AJ, Bray, was and Cena at the SmackDown either two days later or a week after um It was like the Rumble last weeks, year. Two, right. Two, three weeks. Right. So but it was on a SmackDown live show and that's when Bray retained the title. Yeah. Because he beat he pinned Cena and AJ at Elimination Chamber. AJ hadn't gotten his individual rematch and that's what they ended up doing. And then AJ was trying to get his rematch with Bray, well, for the title in general, and that's how he ended up in the feud with Shane. So that was right. So that's how we got through the title picture last year. So I think they may just put it as in a lot of ways I think him and AJ have kind of done most of what they can you can expect out of them. Together, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that you need to go back to that well. I mean, I don't mind an AJ versus Cena WrestleMania match, even though Cena more than likely would win. Because I think if he's in a title match, he's winning at WrestleMania. I think he's And I don't think we need that. I think we need the AJ knock. Right. We, we need and I that. think we need that more. And I think they get now the problem When was is, the last time a Royal Rumble ended with controversy? I can't remember. I think we need two winners this year. I think we need two winners. I think we need Cena and Nock to go over the lo- the rope at the exact same time and they just go for the two titles. Like, there's no definitive winner in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. We declare both of them that in some much way, both of them won. Mm-hmm. And they Since go for one, the two one titles. One is a Raw superstar. One, one is a SmackDown. Okay. 
I, I, I think I mean, we, I, we can go I, that route. I mean, it's, it is it's a, a messy way to approach it, but it could work. It's they, if, the, if the writing works, they can make it work. But yeah, I mean, that's essentially the, I mean, mainly the universal title scene and some of the men's Royal Rumble discussion. But there's a lot going on in terms of like, if you wanted to get into the, the raw stuff, like Roman versus Joe, I think is going really well. Um, I'm enjoying Business that coming as, back, so we have yeah. to see how that work out. I'm enjoying that as a feud. I'm enjoying Jason Jordan being slightly attached to the Shield because Dean Ambrose is out. I really like what they're doing with Jordan and the character development. Hey, shout happening. out Joe for the lot to just say he made Dean a stay at home husband. That was Look really here. creative. The fact that he said it to Renee <laughs> was so friggin' classic, mate. <laughs> I was sitting there and like so. So this is this was last Monday night, right? So this is one of the, the the times when my wife was actually still awake during wrestling, pretending that she was watching wrestling with me, right? And so she's in a phone probably on Instagram or something, and. Joe busts that line. So I tap her and I tap her real excited. And I'm like, but that's so funny because like that's his wife he talking to, right? And she was like, oh yeah, that's true. Like I know from, from Total Divas or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, oh, that is funny. And I'm like, you're not even paying attention. Like this nigga just dropped gold and you're not even here for it. But yeah, like Joe, I forgot how good Joe was on the mic before. Like he just came back within the last four four months or so. Like Joe is such a talent at doing there's, promo there's no way work. around it he is he deserves a there's so many guys who deserve a, a, a main title run this year and i mean and i think joe may end up benefiting from a smackdown move i would wouldn't make this even more better was the fact that i hate the fact that i just said more better that's okay but niggas them screwing up your headlines it, and, like it in is the actual it printed paper, it, it so. is what it is but the fact that he wasn't even in a feud at this time with dean ambrose dean ambrose had nothing to do with this this was him talking to Roman Reigns yeah. or talking about his upcoming match yeah. with Roman Reigns. But it's because he attacked he attacked them and then he attacked Roman, which clearly was just they needed to write Roman off TV. But it's it's so beautiful because it's literally just it's an adjacent part to the main story. It's not even the main story. Shout out Joe. But it was just like yeah, you know, I went and made him a, a stay at home and husband I'm who's, sure, who's, I'm who's sure. only living off his wife's paycheck okay. and he's saying this to his wife. It was perfect. It is it's, it's just so classic because. Like Joe is the best, but away from everything raw, we touched on it. Except oh, I'm, not, I'm not done. I'm not done. What else you from raw? Jason Jordan oh, and oh, Seth oh, Rollins. I, I thought you went on it. This Go ahead. is Go ahead. such a wonderful, wonderful. Like they are. Let me tell you, I shit on wrestling a lot. I watch it all the time. I'm a long time fan. There's a lot of stuff that pisses me off about it, but they are in a very good place right now. They're writing. The matches, they are in prime form. It's like, everybody realized, okay, this is go time. This is WrestleMania season. We need to be on our A game when everybody's on their A game. Because the story that they're telling with Jason Jordan, who's essentially, in, for all intents and purposes, I'm not going to give heel. the writers any credit for that, but I'll explain after that. Nonetheless, for all intents and purposes, Jason Jordan is a heel. Right? Like, he is, he's face aligned for the most part, but all of his actions, a so it's, 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 a, it's one of those ways where... And I know what you're going to say. They were writing him a certain way. They were doing the Rocky Maivia, Blue Chipper, Jerry Curl type vibe where he was the happy-go-lucky, smiley. It was the Bailey thing, right? Yep. Like super baby face. And the crowd turned on it immediately. They didn't even give him two seconds of that, right? So, yeah, they were forced into what they're doing now. They, you, you're right. It's, you can't give them all the credit in the world because they failed at trying to get him over as a face. And now they're just working with the scraps of that failed 
story. Nonetheless, he is, for all intents and purposes, a heel, but he's 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 that he's that heel that's like thinks he's a face and wants everybody else to think he's a face and thinks he's a good guy, but he's really a douchebag. So like when he came down um, at the start of Raw this week and Angle was in the ring with Cesaro and Sheamus and they were you know crying about getting every match for the titles and he was like. Of course I deserve to be in this match. You can't see this title on my show. Look, like, we won. So, of course I deserve to be in the title match. This is not favoritism. This is my dad recognizing talent, giving talent opportunity, right? Just, like, playing off of the SmackDown, land of opportunity thing. Like, there's so much good work there. And then Seth comes out and he's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm literally only out here to, you know, make sure, protect the, the other half of the Thai Team Championships and to watch you lose. Yeah. Right? So, you have Seth as the, you know... He doesn't want to be a mentor. He doesn't want to have to keep this guy on this wing and try to get his head on right. But he has to because now they have the titles. And so that is... And the way they're telling that story thus far is being really well done to me. And I'm enjoying every moment of, of that interaction. Because nah, like even when 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 Jason actually won, Seth looked surprised and then was like celebrating and congratulating him. But at the same time, all throughout the match, he was like, "You can't be doing that. You can't be doing this. Like this is why you're in this problem in the first place." And all of those little things. There's a lot of really again small detail things that they're doing well with the overall story. Yeah, I mean, you are absolutely right. But you hit the nail on the head with my issue with this feud. It feels almost to the exact T a replay of what we saw with The Rock early in his career. To the point that they they push Jason Jordan as something that he they they, they tied him, him to, a, to to a character he could never play. Yeah, and now they're forced in this position to allow him to actually be who he naturally is. So you know the funny thing is about it. It reminds me a little bit of Roman too, because I feel like he is. Na- I think he naturally is like his. I think his actual personality may be closer to a douchebag in real life. Like, how Randy Orton is a douchebag in real life, and you can never really have him realistically play a face. Like, I feel like Jordan might be close to that in real life, because yeah, you could see the it. natural way that he's, not, he's filled into this role of being, like, I feel arrogant, like, but has no right to be arrogant, other than the fact that Seth Rollins essentially carried him to that championship, and he was the only... He, he got I the feel, pin, I, Seth carried that match. I honestly feel like he could play that exact character for the rest of his career, but you know the best part and of it's going is? to be natural for him. But you know the best part of it is? Go ahead. He's good in the ring. So it's not like he's a, some 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 scrub in the ring. Like he he can go. Like he's athletic. He's talented. You know he he he's really good and clean and pulling off a, a lot of his moves. That like everything he does look really. He's good in the ring. Very so good. So it's like it it works. It works. My, like I said, I, I everything you said about the the, the dynamics of, 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 of that of relationship, relationship, that story is perfect. My only issue is I feel and again you call it correctly. They did the same thing with Roman that they did with The Rock, and I feel like they're doing now doing the same thing with Jason Jordan. I'm not saying that it's not going to work. I'm just saying that I felt like I saw this script before. Yeah. And I know how it's going to end up. And essentially, in each instance, it was a failure of the writers the first time around, and them scrambling to try and figure out how to make it work after okay. the fact. But it's going to work eventually. I feel like Jason Jordan, 2018 is in his year. But 2019, WrestleMania, yeah. we're going to see something special. Yeah, I agree. All right, so just two more things on the Raw before we jump over to SmackDown. And just, this is more, not necessarily a prediction, but just thought process. Who do you think is the most likely, if if a Raw superstar was going to win the, the, the Man's Royal Rumble, who would you think it's going to be? And same thing for the women's. Most unlikely? Most likely. Most likely? The most unlikely will always be Heath Slater. <laughs> oh, he, damn. He got kids to fit. I got to jump back to something on Heath Slater, but yeah. Okay, uh, most likely, well, 
given the fact that John Cena hashtag Raw, I go with John Cena. But away from John Cena, I think Seth Rollins. That would be a surprise. Yeah. It it it. I can't see it. I think that's more. I mean, why say Seth Rollins? They never for some. I don't know what it is about Seth. They never allow Seth Rollins to, to fall too far from, away from the picture. Yeah. True. That's fair. Um. Joe. <sighs> I want to say Joe, but I feel like... I feel like... And Joe that, is the only person... I think that's more who I would want to win. Like, outside of... Because I think I think Cena's probably the shoe in to win if it was going to be a Raw superstar. Or, you know, he's a free agent, so a Raw quote-unquote superstar. But if it, anybody else, I think it would be Joe. And that, like I said, that may be as much wishful thinking as anything else because I feel like... Once he, if, especially if they go back to Miz versus Roman, it's not gonna work. Joe's gonna need something to do. It's not gonna work. And this, Joe can work in the main event, which is absolutely true. But hear me out. For the first time in a very long time, the WWE has somebody to put Roman Reigns up against. Where no matter the outcome, people are gonna love the match. Look at every match Joe and Roman has had over the last yeah. couple of weeks. There have been terrific matches. Yeah, WWE isn't going to move away from that because guess fair. what? If Joe beats so Roman, just gonna move they can Mays continue out of the to feud until Roman recaps But here's the, the thing, right? So let's let's look at it this way. And I'm going to go out on a flipping limb. If Joe goes back into the feud with Roman over the IC title and they just move Miz out of the way, Miz is winning the Rumble. F all y'all. Man, yeah, he did have a really good 2017. That nigga owned 2017 in a lot of ways. The only reason that he... It's just he... To me, he, he does so much stuff outside of WWE. So he's always off TV for two months at a time, a month at a time. And I think there's a challenge with that in terms I of... I had to admit this over, the, over my vacation going into the Christmas season. It dawned on me that Miz is what... WWE had John Cena as away from wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's the face of the company when it comes to mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. corporate stuff. And I never thought I would see today because and when I think about the Miz, it. I think about Miz coming from reality TV mm-hmm. into WWE, can't wrestle, can't do anything. But you realize it's the reality TV background is what makes him so perfect for that world. He he just, he has the talent. is no way around it. Yeah. And the WWE, to their credit, they put him in a spot where he could get beat up and then the day after Raw be on Good Morning America. And, and nobody thinks anything of it. Shout out and to he's, the Miz. he's perfect for it. Shout out and to let me tell you, and, and a lot of people, like I remember there was a time in the middle of his career, post the, the WrestleMania that he made event with Cena. After that, before they pushed him back into the IC title picture really strong, where a lot of people was like, why is this guy still in WWE? And there was a moment there where he could have gone the way of Dolph Ziggler. And just kind of been, you know, um, gatekeeper to the main event scene because he had won a title before. So once you have that title and you're a heel, you become the gatekeeper for the new up-and-coming baby face to get into the main event scene. Mm-hmm. But they actually, and I think it's because of his work outside of the ring. I think it's because of his ability to be that um, that guy who can go on Good Morning America, who can go on all of these different talk shows, the late night shows, everything, and be that like, because he is a fan of the brand and he always and was. To his I credit. think there's a part of that that's important. Like, Cena wasn't the big WWE fan, right? So I feel like Edge is the type of guy who would have been good at that as well because the love for the business extends beyond the fact that I made millions off of And I like it. the fact that you mentioned Edge because I was just about to say, in the like of people like Edge, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. people like them, when they had issues with in the ring. Uh, 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 circumstances, mm-hmm. they never allowed the business to forget them. 
Right. Like with Edge, when he had this whole next year, do mm-hmm. you're not sure if he, mm-hmm. if he was coming back, he was still around. Yep. He worked angles in the ring, mm-hmm. not necessarily wrestling. Right. Same thing with Daniel Bryan now. They're mm-hmm. not letting the spotlight forget them. Right. They're going to make themselves visible and do everything that they could mm-hmm. to stay around for the company to need yeah. them. And I got to respect guys like And that. not just that. I mean, I think there's always the thing, and this is why I feel like Daniel Bryan's story in so many ways is mirroring Shawn Michaels' story. Like, it's frigging, it's actually creepy to the extent that it does. And I think... Shawn Michaels is probably the reference point for a lot of these guys. If there's a potential for me to be healthy enough to get cleared to wrestle again, I want to be around. I want to be in their eyes, in the forefront of the fans' minds, so that there's no question. Like, we're going to jump to SmackDown in a bit, but Daniel Bryan is probably getting the loudest pop on SmackDown week to week beyond any active wrestler. Daniel Bryan legit made the dumbest match in the history of (laughs) of dumb matches, and he was chair. He's smart though. He was chair. Let me tell you why though. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. And I, I think I told you guys this on in the chat this week. But like, there's, there's logic to that that requires some thought and explanation. But it makes sense once you step back from the heat of the moment and be like, that's a really dumbass move. And you step back and be like, hold on, wait. No, not dumb for him sense. and what he intends to do in the future. But dumb for AJ Styles and dumb for the quote unquote WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt. No, but it's not. I mean, for the belt, it is. It's not though. We get to that. Are we gonna move to SmackDown that's, now? That's, yeah, let's, that's let's literally just get right into that's that. literally the first thing on let's SmackDown. Let's get right list. into that. Okay, so one, it's good to have the style, the, the belt back on AJ Styles. Two, True. AJ Styles was the best wrestler of 2017, and his match at Clash of Champions against Jinder Mahal is proof positive because he took a guy who had no business holding the WWE title and made a near five star match with a. For lack of a better word, scrub. Now, I'll admit this. Jinder improved a lot between when he won the title and when he defended it against Daniel Bryan. or And then when he fought him to try and recapture the title. So Jinder did do work to improve his in-ring work in that time frame. But nonetheless, AJ Styles was the best wrestler of 2017, bar none. Nobody comes close. Y'all can judge me for this, but my love for AJ Styles is moving into the category of my love for The Undertaker. Oh, boy. So much so for this point right here. Oh, boy. What The Undertaker is and what he meant to the business is, no matter what he did, what was best for the business. Yes. That's what AJ Styles is. If Vince McMahon doesn't make AJ Styles extremely rich, I would be upset with Vince McMahon for the rest of my life. Because, because a- what AJ Styles did for WWE since he came over, he legitimized wrestling again. Yep. To the point that dudes were the in way, WWE. The way that they try to use Brock to do it, but he actually did it. The way that dudes in WWE used to wrestle has completely changed because of AJ Styles. He brought back legitimate Daniel Bryan style wrestling. Yeah. Because it had started to fall off after Punk left, after Bryan had to retire because of injury. That kind of started to, 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 to go away a little bit. But but him, and I mean, you look at guys like Seth, you look at those guys. But Seth was injured for the beginning part of AJ's run. This so. is true. Right. Oh, that's why I say. And that's, that's, that's a rivalry. That needs to happen. That's a rivalry that's in the back. There's a there's a lot of potential rivalries in WWE right now that are untapped. I'm just saying. There are a lot. I'm here to see Atami versus AJ Styles. We're going to get into that. Just, just, just keep it going. Oh, Atami. Poor Atami. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so here, okay, here's my logic and here's my thought to why Daniel Bryan made the match. Kevin Owens is a selfish bastard. There is no way in hell he is going to allow Sami Zayn to pin AJ Styles to win the title. Therefore, 
Brian's approach is these niggas can't keep it together. <laughs> they can fight amongst themselves, and they end up being essentially at the end of the day, it's gonna end up turning out to be fair. And AJ is probably going to retain because AJ is that good, and these guys are that unable to stay friends for a very long period of time. And that gives us guess what? Sammy versus KO at WrestleMania. I'm not mad at that. That's that's a good way to move. I'm not it. I'm not mad at that. That's a good grudge match. That's a good thing to go into. KO will probably be face in this iteration. I would imagine. I mean, I his natural alignment seems to be healed, but I mean, are they gonna just jump? It's weird to put Sammy back to the face after being healed for three months only. That's true. That's the weird part about it for me. And he, as obnoxious Sami Zayn, is actually been a wonderful heel. I couldn't see it at first, but like the way he's done little tweaks to his dancing, he's just gone that much more over the top. Like he's he's un- a jerk. He's a jerk, and it's perfect. Yeah, it does. And surprisingly, it does fit his character. It's amazing how it. easily you could you the little tweaks turn him from being this lovable loser guy to. Oh, he's a jerk and he pisses me off. Yeah, because when you see him in the match, when he was the lovable loser, you was just like, oh, he just missed that move. Right. But now that that move is actually landing, you'd be like, oh, God, he has every move necessary. Right. And then you realize, but it's good because it actually is allowing fans to remember how good Sami Zayn is in the ring. Because it has been forgotten. Because it's kind of been forgotten. But I think think that's the logic behind that move. Why I I said this? I think eventually it's going to explain itself out. And I think we're going to see that that's what ends up happening. I, I have that Medessa angle I never thought of. The angle I was thinking about when I said this is bad for WWE title is I felt like Daniel Bryan would have exposed himself as somebody that's, that is that is in want of AJ Styles to lose this belt to make a comeback to prove AJ Styles you could never be me. I feel like he's going to address oh, it from the standpoint that they, they were trying to use you to replace me. You could never dim what I what I am. But see, the thing is, I think if, if Daniel Bryan comes back to fight anytime soon, the first feud is going to be Shane. Waste of Daniel Bryan return, but hey, we no. I mean, it's a it's a safe and easy way to start. Yeah, but Shane, I feel like I understand where you're coming from. I I completely understand. Like you had Shane versus AJ last year, and the turnaround have Shane versus Bryan. But guess what? At the end of the day, if this is a Bryan full return, you're not gonna give it down. That's true. That's true. You're gonna forget like oh his first match back with Shane. You're not gonna care about that. If in six months he's fighting AJ over the title, you're not gonna care. If they have a triple threat match between him. Knock and AJ at SummerSlam for the title. You're not gonna give two craps about the fact that he fought Shane first. Look at me just by a second. Like, oh god, I, <laughs> don't take that right. I just need that match. I mean, you mentioned it, but it should it should be. Oh, trust me, there's a there's a lot there's a lot rattling around in my brain right now. Don't give me free time because a lot of it's gonna be dedicated to thinking about wrestling, as y'all saw on Monday night. Did you read through the messages? Yeah, yeah, we can get to that. That's literally the last thing on my list because that's how we're ending this. Is my <laughs> my thought process on them banning um Atami's move? But yeah, I think I'm a little. A lot of people have been talking about this being annoyed with um Ko uh, well with Shane and Daniel Bryan being so involved in all of this, and like I get it. We've had some really bad authority involvement stuff in terms of just authority figures, not capital A authority, but just authority figures in general around WWE. But I think there's potentials to be told well. I think they've kind of bumbled it, and I think a part of it is because they started it too early. If it's supposed to be a build to watch WrestleMania, they started a month and a half too early because I think they got Daniel Bryan involved a little bit too quickly. Sure, yeah. it's, it's difficult to stretch it out and make it make sense. And so I think everything that's happening with him being involved in making the the, the, the match for Styles versus um, KO and Sami Zayn is a handicap match. All of that is just because they're trying to find ways to fill the gaps 
until we know exactly what's happening. Now, all word on the street is that he's not cleared yet, but they're walking that line so closely. They, WWE would be pulling the biggest heel move if they're doing this without any intention of clearing him to wrestle. Because they're setting all roads are pointing towards just Ryan for the sake of clarity Shane. i think we should point out to those that aren't aware that daniel bryan by his private doctors his personal doctors has he's been, been cleared, cleared for like three years so they they're saying that he could go the issue was wb doctors are saying we're not willing to take that risk and it's probably cm punk's fault <laughs> i mean it probably is that whole thing with him and the doctor and all of that after he left and him saying that it was their doctors doing this and that, they're probably being very, very cautious with Daniel Bryan because of that specific thing and everything that's happening with the NFL, the concussions and all of that because that's what the injury was. Yeah. He retired not because of the neck injury but because of concussions. He had a series of them over the course of his career both in WWE and before his time in WWE and so they were just concerned that any the next hard bump could kill him essentially is what they're thinking, basically. Or, or affect him in such a way that he can't live his life the same way. Yeah. And so that's the concern from... The, and, and fine, that's fair. But at the same time... like it's a, And the, the Daniel Bryan thing is a, a weird place for a lot of wrestling fans. Because you want the guy to be safe, to be healthy. He has a kid now. You know, he's married with a kid. They probably, uh, I'm assuming, are going to want to have another one at some point shortly. Um, I mean, that's the reason she left the business, so... Right. But I'm, I'm sure, like... For a lot of fans, we want him to be healthy. We want him to be able to live his life with his wife, with his kid, kids, whatever. But at the same time, as a wrestling fan, you know what the guy can do in the ring. You know, we've seen how excellent he's been in promos since he's been a general manager. And I think in a lot of ways, it's allowed that part of him, if he's if he ever is going to be a full-time wrestler in WWE again, or even a part-time wrestler, if he's going to wrestle at all in WWE again, the year that he's been general manager on SmackDown has done a lot of benefit for him because it's allowed him to grow on the mic. And Which I think true. he is, in every other way, primed for a return. And I think it's going to be heartbreaking if they're doing all of this as a potential setup, knowing that they have no intention of clearing him. Because if, they, 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 if they've said that they're just never going to clear him ever, then I don't know. Well, let's, let's hope it all works out to the benefit of the fans. But another... Interesting uh, thing that's happening on SmackDown is this whole Dolph Ziggler. I don't know what United to make. States I, I have no idea what to make of it. So Dolph Ziggler won the title of the Clash of Champions, came out the Tuesday after, left the belt in the ring, and said, you know, basically, yeah, I came, I did this, I'm out of here, whatever. And so they ran into this tournament where they clearly, they, at least they made it seem like they didn't know who was in the tournament because Xavier Woods found out when all of us else found out, which was mm-hmm. on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it was. And so we have, I think the bracket now is down to Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal on one side and Bobby Roode versus somebody who I can't remember on the other side. More than likely, we're going to end up with Roode versus um, Mahal as the finals of that match, of that series of matches. Um, Isn't it tournament. Corbin? Corbin? Corbin's already out. Who eliminated Corbin? Roode. That was the first match. They got Corbin out of the way very quickly. Oh, yeah, I forget. They, they were actually in the match with... Um, at- right, and so the first the first tournament matchup was them two and Corbin lost. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who he's fighting next. I can't remember the other part of the bracket. That's what I I thought it was the person they fought, and I forget it was Rude in the right. feud with. Right, them. so Rude beat Corbin in the first match. He has another. He has the semifinal match, and then the final is more than likely going to be Rude versus um Jinder. I really wish that they put Xavier Woods in that position because I think 
he's capable of a really good singles title run. Um, Xavier Woods is another one of those guys who I think has a lot of potential for being a face of the business, especially outside of the ring as well. He's well-educated. He's black. You know, he's a very good wrestler. He's articulate. He has a doctor's... I think he has either a master's or a PhD, if I remember correctly. Like, he's... He is another one of those guys that's like, you know... What's amazing to me is the fact how much love Vince McMahon has for him. I don't I don't understand it. It's a dynamic I would never come close to figuring out. He is one there's, of... There's going to be a, a WWE 24 or something like that about the New Day, I imagine, at some point. And I think that's where we'll get to see a little bit more and understand a little bit more about that dynamic. Because it does seem like Vince loves him. Because... Because, I mean, even the thing with the... the, the th- What was it with Paige? And there was photos or something. They, some explicit they had, stuff. They and, had a yeah. whole sex day. It was a whole sex day? Yeah. I missed... I, I think I intentionally missed that. Because no, I a, saw bits and pieces of the story and I never actually a, ran it down. It was a legit sex tape. And it was him and Paige? Yeah. Yep. Up, up, down. <laughs> but I mean, the way WWE handle it shows how much they like that dude. And her, for that matter. But the it took her some time to back, come back. But it, no, but the fact that she's. Well, remember now, there was a whole Del Rio thing. Yeah. And she was injured legitimately. Like her. She, and she I was, think she, she had that, her mind. Yeah, but I think that neck injury was legit, though. Yeah. I think she was close to that Shawn Michaels career-ending type neck injury that, the, well, the first time around that we thought his career was over, I think she was in that range. She was also crazy, and she was going to AAA shows with masks on, you know, pretending to not be her. But, like, it's this, yeah, there was a lot that was happening outside of WWE with that story. But, yeah, it shows how much they like both of those because Paige is back in a pretty big, big angle. Role, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but and we, Xavier Woods is the new day is still you know. But it go. It, 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 I settled it down to the point that away from this, we're gonna understand someday how good Xavier is at the business of wrestling, mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that could really make make all of this make sense, sense the way yeah. he's treated. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving away from that, we have the whole return of Dolph Ziggler. I feel like he's still on the contract. I'm, I'm I can't sure prove it. His contract was legit up the week. Of his title match. So the title match would have technically been... Then the end of his contract. His contract. But he came back the SmackDown, Smackdown afterwards to relinquish the title. So he had to have been under contract to come and make an appearance well, gave him on that mic. Tuesday. He gave him a live mic. So <sighs> you he, would assume he was under contract. He has to be back at some point. And how is this going to play out? Is it just... I think he's going to show up and he's either going to interfere in the finals match. Or he is going to come back out. At some point after the finals and be like, I never lost the title. And I think that's going to be the angle whenever he shows back up. And there's some rumblings behind the scenes that there is a new rebranded U.S. belt. Oh, yeah, there's been talks about that. I don't know how true it is, but I mean, every now and then they go through. I mean, I think all of the other titles are pretty much good. That's probably the only one that that may need some sort of a tweak or rebound. So I'm, I'm just thinking that maybe he pops up. Like, at the finals with the new belt, and was like, no, I didn't relinquish my belt. I, I got left, a new one. Yeah, I just left that. Like, that, that's the only way I could see this yeah, playing out. That's true. Because, I mean, nobody has actually gotten contact from him. He has, they, if they're going to say, well, you know, he could always say there's a 30-day rule. And it hasn't and been 30, 30 days. days hasn't passed. He could, they could, they, there's a lot of ways they can run it. Shout out Chris Jericho for making that make sense. Yeah. Shout out um, Brock Lesnar for not giving a damn about <laughs> it. Um, the tag team title scene on SmackDown. 
Can I just say I'm actually enjoying um, Gable and Benjamin together? Benjamin can't talk for like beans. He's, but we knew that he's not a good promo at all. We, we knew that. Neither really is Gable, to be honest. But but they but those show guys out in the ring. go in the ring. Oh my god! <laughs> like and they're clearly gonna get another shot at those titles. And I think they're they're going to take the titles off those. I think the plan is just to milk this feud for all it can offer until then, we get a clear idea of what we're doing next? with the SmackDown belts. Well, like, because man. we can't go back to New Day Usos right now because. Of course, we got everything we could out of that. I'm leaning into the mic because I'm going to say Authors of Pain, WrestleMania, post-WrestleMania call Let up. me just tell you something. I want the have... Usos to keep the belt for that one reason. For that one reason. To be the tag team that the Authors of Pain completely run through after, if not the Monday or Tuesday. They're not going to do that to the Usos. They're going to do that to, be- the, to Benjamin and Gable. Though. No, it needs to be the Usos. No, they're going to do it. Because their whole thing is the Uso penitentiary. Yeah, I'm aware. And these guys are the authors of pain. So yeah, to I, lock them in I, your penitentiary and they inflict pain on you. Yeah, I understand everything you're saying. No. But they're not going to do that to the Usos at this point. I hate the fact that the Usos are now tag team like gold. Those dudes are... The- they are going to go, and they've, they there was a rough patch when it was like, damn, like to hell with the Usos, like you were. Like, a lot of us was in I that was. boat. A lot of us were. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't in a goddamn, I'm tired of the Usos boat. Like, I was there. I might have been like captain or first mate, right? <laughs> but what they've done in that feud with the New Day and just realizing the, the, the longevity and the relevance that they've been able to maintain. With them being faces for the bulk of their run up until last year, like that's impressive. Even their heel run, well, they have done the their heel, heel run now, but definitely impressive because <sighs> nobody expected that those guys were going to be able to play heel and play it well, and they have. Yeah. Like that's actually opened up a whole new chapter of their career. Like sometimes people do, they try to to change guys up and they they flip them from heel to face or vice versa, and it doesn't work. For these guys, it's like it like they unleashed a part of those two guys that nobody knew existed. And there's like, oh, like y'all are y'all are actually charismatic, not in the play play, ooga ooga, the whole Samoan stuff that they used to do was way too much. No, like they, they actually skill. they 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 have skills they on the skill. ring and they have skills on the mic. Uh, that we weren't always allowed to see because they had them as the Samoan doing the dancing. I mean, I just say I, I, I brought it up because I want to see a few between the authors of pain and the Usos. But if you wanna give the belt to uh, Sheldon Benjamin and uh, Gabriel. Hey, interesting. We are we are we are here for that. But sorry, I just saw this note that um the Panthers gave Ron Rivera a two year extension. I don't even understand football anymore. Yeah, well, we can get to that in we, a, another know, podcast. Yeah, I mean, no, no. The, we can talk about that on there. <laughs> the Actually, last, he's actually not now. <laughs> the last SmackDown uh, point we have to make is most likely SmackDown male or female to win. Oh, we didn't do female on oh, Raw. Well, of course. Ask Female her. over on Raw. I don't even know why we had to debate that. Like, it, it's the only thing that makes sense. Am I the only one that thinks, like, they're missing a big opportunity to call her Asuka to Asuka? Like, it's literally right there in the name. Uh, I mean, yeah, but... Uh, I mean, they're not going to do that because she's female, right? And because I guess Homegirl is the last kicker, but still. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> Becky Lynch is back. <laughs> Nonetheless, sorry. <laughs> That's been sitting in my brain for, like, six months. I'm like, why are they not it, calling it, it, a- it rolls so well off the it, tongue. Ask it, ask it, because it works. Yeah. yeah anyway. Ask on Raw side and for the SmackDown side. Men's? Men's, of course. I said earlier, Shinsuke. It has to be Shinsuke. 
as much as I don't want it to be. Royal Rumble, I'm going to slip my wrist on live. Uh, I swear to God, it can't be two years back to back. It it's only Roman. Right? Didn't Roman win it back to back? Yeah, he did. Shout out Roman. I mean, Missy yeah. on the female side of it for SmackDown. There isn't anybody worthy to be honest. It's 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 sad to say that. It's Becky Lynch. <sighs> I don't want to see Becky versus Charlotte. I mean, it would be a refresher because we saw uh, Charlotte versus Banks, Charlotte versus... It has to be one of those girls. They gave Carmella the first money in the Bank title um, contract holder. It has to be... It has to be one of the four horsewomen. And the only one left that didn't get much shine on the first go wrong is Becky. Mm-hmm. So, I guess Becky. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's not a lot on SmackDown, to be honest. Like, it's not, it can't be Naomi. It can't be Natty. It can't be um, Tamina Snooker. It can't be Lana. It can't be... It would be funny if it's Carmelo, just because she would have two cracks at the championship. If she feels at both, that, that would be epic. That would be even more funny. <laughs> that epic. would be a story to tell. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean... For all intents and purposes, it would have to be Becky Lynch. Yeah, I imagine if it's somebody from SmackDown, it would be Becky Lynch. If it's somebody from Raw, it would be Asuka. Or if they finally decide to give Homegirl the push that they've been holding off on giving um, Enzo's girlfriend, Nia Jax. <laughs> they really dating in real life. It gotta happen. I don't know. Like, are they? Because if they are, like, that's just funny as hell. I wouldn't put it past Enzo, though. Neither would I. But we've already covered the Royal Rumble. We've already covered the Mixed Challenge. Let me just drop my NFL note before we go. Go, go ahead. So he has a long run plan because of no, course. No, no, I don't. I actually have a very, very short. It's not. It's not even the full rant. So. If you follow football, there's a story going out about this dissension between the owner of the Patriots, um, Bob Kraft, the coach, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady, where it's essentially Belichick is on one side, Brady's on one side, and Kraft is in the middle, and they're trying to, well, Brady's trying to force him to take sides. That's the gist of the story, and that there's been tension. I don't tension. think Brady is forcing anyone to take sides. We'll go ahead with But nonetheless, that's the story. Chill. We know you're a Pats fan. I'm just laying out what's out there. Now... The secondary thing that came up was if Belichick does decide to leave, that he would go to the Giants. Now, I know everybody's thing is going to be to jump to the Seth Rollins turning on the shield as the meme, the wrestling meme to use for this, but that's not what it is. What it actually is is Belichick trying to avoid being Randy Orton sitting on top of Batista's shoulders and then Triple H doing the thumbs down. So essentially, Bob Kraft doing the thumbs down and then... Tom Brady being Batista, powerballing, sick, sick re- wrestling references, bro. But that's what it would be, yeah. more, because he'd be jumping shit before that happens. Because it seems like if if any of the story is to be believed, it does seem like Kraft is on Brady's side. Just if we're to believe the story the way it's told, that seems to be where it stands. Right. So that's all I want to say. But that's we, we won't go any further than that because I, I I will tell you this if he if Belichick joins joins the Giants, I am 100 percent here for that, and it would be the best face turn. For somebody who everybody hates, because I guarantee you everybody would say Belichick's side. I just want you to know that. Everybody I mean, would. Of course, because he's leaving the team that everybody hates. But Exactly, but that's, <sighs> that's what I'm saying though. He would essentially be turning face. Yeah. Could you no, but could you imagine a world in where Bill Belichick is the one that turns face in that situation? I mean To it, use wrestling terms. It is it is kind of plausible. But as a Patriot fan, let me apply some logic to this discussion. This is not a football pod, but I have to apply some logic here. <laughs> If Bill Belichick does leave the New England Patriots in some weird warp realm, it would be to go to the New York Giants. Why? Because it's the only team or the only ownership brass that he has respect. quality... Re- no, not even respect. A quality relationship with. 
he started his NFL career, if you minus the few years he spent right. in Detroit with the New York Giants. That's right. That's he right. got all of his shine with the New York Giants. That's right. It was the team because he, when they told him straight up, we're going to let Bill uh, Bill Parcells go, he was like, okay, I'm going to leave with Bill Parcells. And he signed a short deal with the Cleveland Browns that turned into the New York Jets that then eventually ended up for the New England Patriots. But Iris, it would be the Giants. I reside as HC of NYJ. Still the <laughs> best note in football history. Yes, the man doesn't have much words. He clearly doesn't have any love for... But that's why Giants is perfect because he'd be going to share a stadium with the Jets. Yeah. That's like, it's, it's, such, it's such a perfect <laughs> thing. Anyway, yeah, but this I'm, is not a this is not a football point. But I had to drop that there because he's a Patriots fan, and we just want the Patriots to die. That, that's that's death. that's the only thing. But a we're gonna get a six ring on the ring. Death. Um, nonetheless, so just some other general wrestling notes outside of WWE. Um, for those of you who may or may not know, this week was New Japan's big show of the year. How did you not Wrestle know? Kingdom because some How? people only watch WWE. No, live life some people, a lot better, Some please. people don't know who I, AJ Styles was before he showed up at the Rumble last year. Or a year before, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But nonetheless, so Jer- Chris Jericho of WWE fame, and apparently with Vince McMahon's blessing and urging, according to Jericho's um, interviews this past week, um... Started a feud with Kenny Omega of the Bullet Club in New Japan Pro Wrestling. They had a match at Wrestle Kingdom 12 in Tokyo. That The show started 3 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, I'm not sure who watched it live in our neck of the woods. But nonetheless, from everything that we've seen and heard, it was an awesome match. Um, it was very well done. Very good st- storytelling in the ring. Very good build to the match. Um, Jericho lost, obviously, because he's not going to come in and win, especially if it's a one-off match, which clearly is, is, is what it was, because now he's building a feud with another wrestler from New Japan whose name I'm not going to butcher, so I'm not going to say it. Don't even attempt um, But if you go look it up, you'll see who he's um, looking to fight with next. But it's interesting because more than likely, there's the rumor is that he's not going to have that match until later in the year. So it does, given the fact that he said that Vince signed off on it and said that basically you going there only brings more eyeballs to us because you're the WWE guy that's coming in. So clearly that means Jericho can still be one of those, you know, we should probably put the fact that during his whole feud with Kenny Omega in the build up to uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, he mentioned WWE, I think in total, if you watch all of his press conferences, at least a million times. Yeah, man. I mean, because essentially, I mean, essentially, like I said, if, if that's what Vince basically told him is like, hey, you're representing us there, then it clearly, was like, it was like a promotion. Yeah. It was, it's yeah. one of those things is like when people talked about, oh, there was this idea that, you know, they were going to let Brock do UFC and UFC would let Rousey show up at WrestleMania as the, the kind of agreement this stuff clearly there's stuff like that that may exist with wwe and i think vince is in a position to do so it was literally me in any media circle when it comes to 10 ys i bring 10 ys up for no reason yeah i mean it is what it is yeah that's how it goes so yeah there's that um so jericho is still clearly out there putting on five star quality matches you know it's happening we already talked about the um the mixed match series a little bit which is this thing that's happening on facebook um, they're putting male and female superstars together to fight other male female mixed tides. So that's clearly um, what we're what's happening in that realm. And I just I have this rabbit hole that I kind of dived into on Monday night um, after realizing that they banned. So here's what happened: two weeks ago on Raw, Hideo Itami was in a match with um, Brian Kendrick, right? The Brian Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick. Um, hit him with a go to sleep, which everybody who watches WWE within the last 10 years knows that was CM Punk's finisher, but it was a Tommy's first. So 
Punk actually borrowed it, stole it, depending on how you look at it, from a time when he came it. to WWE. But nonetheless, because his actual finisher in the Indies used to be a pedigree off the top rope, but that might be a little bit dangerous. But nonetheless, so he was CM Punk was using to go to sleep for his entire WWE run as his finish. Now they're saying that Atami broke Kendrick's face essentially with the go to sleep, and now rumor is that they banned it because. The following night at, on 205 Live, he used the Rings of Saturn, which is another interesting storyline. No, no, this isn't kayfabe, by the way. He legit broke his broke face. this dude's face. We sure that's what happened? He broke his face. Well, I haven't his seen the photos. entire face. But I mean... He did, in fact, I think damage part of his... Bonus yeah, his yeah. orbital. So, nonetheless, rumor was that they banned the GTS because he started using the Rings of Saturn as a finisher the next night. Submission move. Which I was going to say is an interesting storyline note because that's the move that... Neville was using as his submission finish. So it actually actually might be an end point because there was rumor that Neville might be coming back. So giving another wrestler a recently departed or in contract or in dispute wrestler's finish usually means that 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 original wrestler is gone. So we can safely assume that Neville is gone from WWE one way or another. He might be on in a non-compete for a couple of months or whatever, but he's clearly not coming back. Nonetheless, that just led me to thinking, what if this whole thing is kayfabe? Right? In that, okay, so maybe maybe he actually broke Kendrick's face, right? Look, we let we we let that slide, right? But let's say that the whole concept because CM Punk did that move in WWE for his entire run there, which is probably what eight he, years. He nine didn't years? do it with strong style kicks, though. Nonetheless, the idea is this: they know that the move can be done safely. And it would only be a matter of training a Tommy. I don't do think a Tommy can do it safely, bro. Let me finish the story. <laughs> Let me run down. You, see, you just... Javada's like, just shut up, mate. Just shut up. So, so let's say what they did was we could ban the GTS. But that's really just because CM Punk is coming back. And they want CM Punk to be able to have his finish without there being an issue. So, they have this thing happen. They can ban the GTS. CM Punk shows back up. In Rumble, at some point on the road to WrestleMania, whatever, and we basically get CM Punk back in our lives. That gives us the opportunity of matches like, oh, so let's say Daniel Bryan returns. We can get CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. We can get CM Punk versus Nakamura versus AJ Styles. And every other iteration in between, you can get CM Punk versus Roman Reigns, which would be lovely just because of all of the history there. The whole make Roman look strong thing from when he did the, the podcast with Kogaban. Basically, that's just, you know, like, what? just what if? Just what if? Now I'm going to rebut all of this. Usually I'm the dream killer, but clearly... No, in this instance, I have else. to be because <laughs> I'm a Patriot fan, as, again, you all are aware. Why do we have to go back to that? Now, I'm going to make this point. This is a dream that all Patriot fans have every offseason for the last six, seven years. <laughs> we all think that at some point, Larry Fitzgerald is going to end up a New England Patriot and catch touchdowns from Tom Brady. Oh, boy. This CM Punk rumor has quickly moved into that territory. <laughs> I feel like There's every smart wrestling fan <laughs> finds a creative way to track <laughs> CM Punk from wherever he is on this globe. <laughs> back into back to the WWE. <laughs> Hey, it could happen. 
I'm not like, sure, but if this is the route, if they because they, they get but they it literally and then he could come back and fight the time you over using the GTS. Add this to the realm of possibilities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna doubt Look, it. it is it's a possibility. wild rumble season. There's always <laughs> the opportunity and potential for random returns. This they know more than any other time of the year. This is the time of year to come up with creative ideas and ways for how they can reintroduce CM Punk. And I say this too because they were nice to when they were they were in Chicago on Christmas Day for Raw, and they did, and they were nice. I surprised. Vince allowed well as John Cena he allowed John Cena they were freedom a lot of people remember now we all we said this on the podcast a few months back if there was anybody that was going to do the reaching out to bridge the gap it would would have to be Cena I'm not going to rule it out I'm just going to say I'm more hopeful that I see Scott Hall back in the WWE ring (laughs) before I see CM Punk but to oh, each his own. Oh boy. We're here so for clearly, the clearly this is never happening. <laughs> we're never here happened. for all of the guesses. We're here for everything related to CM Punk. But until that actually happens. On that note, I guess just one final thing before we go, because it is Rumble season. It is the season for surprise returns. So outside of Jericho or anybody like that, who do you think is the most likely candidate to be a surprise entrant? Either somebody who's coming to WWE for the first time, somebody who's returning to WWE in the Royal Rumble this year. Bobby Lashley. It, it, Vince certainly has a few black sons. He's probably number one. That's true. I mean, it's it's actually probably the most likely candidate. Yes, it. Now that I think about it, Matt is going to drag up with Impact Wrestling. So, oh god, he, he's well on his way uh, back to that. Are we gonna have Lashley versus Lesnar? Oh, Lesnar Lashley versus Roman Reigns. Of course, we're gonna have that eventually. <laughs> This has been off the turnbuckle. Alexis is in shock. Hopefully, we're back in next week to keep at this. It's not that I didn't see the rumor. It's just damn. (laughs) It makes too much sense. All right. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Happy New Year, folks.